Ever wonder what makes the greats great? What makes the successful successful? What makes the brilliant brilliant? Our Tuesday meetups with the celebrities of pharma industry and science are your one-stop shop to all these answers and more. Join us for Pies of Life, an initiative of the Biopatrika Industry Mentorship Program, where we bring your dream mentors to you. Alright, so welcome all to our Pies of Life. This Tuesday, we have with us an infection biologist from the Max Planck Institute of Evolutionary Biology, who effortlessly combines work and play. He's one of the few who completed his PhD in less than four years, with several papers published, as well as a cover page article. It isn't just science that holds his heart, though. He's an avid photographer, documentary maker, psychom enthusiast, and traveler. Jack may be dull, but he sure isn't. To demystify publishing so you don't perish, welcome to a Teate with Alavek Galev. Alavek, I'd like to invite you to share your slides and tell us your life story in your words now. Wow, well, yeah, thank you, Cheru, for such a wonderful introduction. Um, let me share my slides. Can, can you see them? Yes. We can. Okay, perfect. Yes, I mean, uh, thanks again for your invitation. And uh, I can, I have some insight, but uh, to make uh, sure, like, not all my papers are cover pages uh, of the journals, but I do have some experience. So maybe it will be helpful for you guys. Um, yeah, so I actually didn't really prepare the my life story slides, but I can tell you just like that. So I'm originally from Russia and I did my bachelor in food science and microbiology in Chelyabinsk at South Ural State Agriculture University. And then I proceeded with food microbiology and moved to Helsinki, University of Helsinki, where I did my master uh, in uh, also food microbiology program. And after the completion of the my master's degree, I moved to Germany and then to the Hannover Medical School, where I did my PhD in infection biology with a professor, uh, Guntram Grasso, and I studied Salmonella. And now I moved a bit further north to Kiel, and uh, I now work at Max Planck uh, Institute for Evolutionary Biology, as Charo mentioned. Uh, nevertheless, I continuously working and I'm still working with the pathogens. This is a gram, gram negative bacteria mostly. So if you're interested in that also, you can drop me a message because we're actually now looking for a PhD student uh, who can potentially join our project that we have. So with that, we can start. So in principle, when you talk about covers and journals, we of course, talking about uh, internet uh, age and uh, thumbnails and uh, stuff like website banners. Because, yeah, as Egan mentioned already, like he pointed out in, in 1984, the print is dead. So I don't know when you last time actually saw and hold the, in your hands the journal, printed uh, journal. It's been a while for me, like some, Libraries at the institutes they actually subscribe to the nature science, but of course not to every journal. So nowadays you get all the information online, uh, as well as uh, the papers. 
now, in this way, I would rephrase the question, which was uh, the title of this talk, uh, to more broadly, how to get your data, the maybe one figure or your vision from your publication uh, to appear on a journal cover or on the website or of the journal as a header or, or even as a tweet of the publisher. Because in the end, you want to have your uh, idea or your project to be exposed to as many people as possible, and you would want to tra translate your uh, maybe your research finding and your, uh, or your hypothesis. So nevertheless, the first thing, of course, you need to get it published or more broadly to be, uh, you need to have your story accepted in uh, proper format on some uh, sort of a journal which has uh, ideally high impact, right? Uh, however, nowadays we talk about uh, preprints. So, and this is completely different topic, uh, which is beyond the topic of this or scope of this uh, talk, actually, because there's tons of uh, preprint now uh, archives um, available. And of course, if you're a biologist or microbiologist or biologist in general, you know BioArchive, of course, or MedArchive, but there's like tons of more. And this, in my opinion, it will also change the whole landscape of how we, of course, publishing stories and how we present our stories and also in terms of covers. Because at least uh, nowadays, uh, I follow the many papers as a preprints. And um, I always thought, you know, it would be also cool to see images or pictures or data from these preprints on my Twitter feed. Um, by the way, you can follow also me. Um, and the preprints, of, of course, it's not peer-reviewed story, but as you know from maybe mathematics or physics, this is how the way how you claim your authorship on the idea itself. So I think in the future, also we are biologists will be more exposed and we will be forced even to put our stories as a preprints. And maybe you know already some journals like eLife, they're already pushing this thing. So uh, this is very interesting uh, topic on its own, but uh, let's say at, for this sake of this talk, we are focusing on the proper journals and the publication wise. Um, uh, so when we talk about a journal, of course, you ideally, you want your story appear on the cover, but uh, you know, there's hundreds of other stories in this issue, like at least 50 or 20, it depends on the journal. And because, as I mentioned earlier, we are now living in the you know, internet uh, age and stuff, it's all the web issues, which has tons of papers, usually hundreds of papers in the one issue of journal. And why the editor then should pick your story to, to put it on the cover, to put it simply? Uh, because in the end, actually, it's up to journal editor or maybe several people, but there is, uh, there's like a decision makers who make this decision. And this particular person, of course, he, they, he or they, they have biases. And this is something which you cannot really change. Um, it has to do with agenda. For example, now you know what's everywhere on the minds and uh, in the news. And if you're not working with viruses like me, you have not that much chance in the end but uh, it's also about politics you you know personal relationships with this uh, certain people in the field and um, also the topic as i already mentioned uh, there are certain uh, topics con considered like sexy and some not um, country this is a little bit um, also difficult for you to change let's say if your research institution is 
located in Africa and Asia. And even though you're doing the super nice research, but uh, some people have biases and already they can judge you just based where you come from. And then your story being even published will never get to the cover. So this is unfortunate, but uh, it also depends uh, on, on the uh, journal editor, on the publishing board, and, and cetera. Uh, the lab, of course, were the labs, you know, some labs, they're infamous and some famous and uh, some uh, you see certain big labs published in nature almost every week or something, every month at least. Um, for them, of course, it's easier. If you're a PhD student in this big lab, you, it's effortlessly you can kind of join the big story and uh, get the paper. So, but you know, life is not fair. So what you can do, uh, you can try to achieve and uh, try to fulfill some requirements which will um, help you to get a story published on the cover. So first of all, I would say this, your story should be very sound and solid science-wise. Like this is the thing, you know, in principle, this should apply to publication regardless is it on the cover or not. Uh, if you want your story to be published, it should be sound, it should be scientific story. But you know, there's so many predatory journals and there's so many low impact factor journals, but even the high impact actually. Like I personally don't really uh, look myself into the impacts uh, anymore uh, because uh, there is, uh, let's say, some questionable... Uh, stuff has been published before in very, in very good journals. So it's not only about that, but it's just yourself. You have to be uh, sure, 100% sure that what you're publishing, it's worth it. It's worth the cover, to put it simply. Um, and the second thing, it's that the, the findings or the results or your idea, it should be to the, of interest. And this is a little bit depends on the, what journal you're submitting to, because there are some, you know, general journals like, like I don't know, nature science, um, nature communications, whatever, which are aimed to the general audience. And of course, if you are describing some super rare uh, thing, which nobody is interested in, then you will never make it to the cover. So unless you submit it to the journal, which is only, which is famous in your field, something like, I don't know, uh, proceedings of chemical biologists of India, or, or, and then of course, of Russia, whatever, you, then you can make it uh, to the easier on, on the cover, of course. Uh, but either way, it should be interesting and it should be novel. And the novelty, um, novelty is also something which inherently should be in the paper regardless, again, is it on the cover or not, but from my experience, I think editors, they tend to put uh, the novel findings on the cover more easily because it's uh, super new. Um, now, the phenotype, this is a little bit also that you cannot change much, but ideally it should be black and white. The meaning that whatever the effect you, you're showing of, is, is it treatment or infection, or it can be cancer, uh, whatever treatment, it should be clearly distinguishable and it should be it should be the clear message within this phenotype ideally because in the end it's it's a visual representation of your work so there are certain you know because you you can still have abstract ideas and i can show you a little bit later how you can also achieve that but uh, it let's say it will be easier for you if you have something to show uh, as, as a phenotype um and um following this line uh, in the end you should be able to provide or produce high resolution image because um, 
in the end, if you make it to the cover, they, of course, uh, it's a printing or it's a web design thing. So it's a 300 DPI minimum uh, resolution and it should be a really nice image. Um, which again, maybe explains why some journalists often put microscopy images on, on the covers. Um, and I will also come to this. But again, it can be as abstract as you can imagine. Um, maybe you also notice that nowadays, uh, especially big journals, they hire um, really um, professional uh, scientific communicators and people who can draw and who can create nice images and they will do it for you. But in the end, you need to de deliver this message to them so you can work together with them and then you will get what you want. Um, and by the way, yeah, you can ask questions interrupt i guess it's anytime um okay so and I, I think now we can just look at the covers because if we're talking about covers you need to know what other people are doing right so um for the nature for example what kind of covers? Uh, I just quickly uh, went to the website and I just took a snapshot basically, but this is from last year. And here you can see the first one, it's a 3D uh, art, but it's uh, related to the paper on uh, carcinoma. So it's a cancer research. And this is about treatment and that's why they put these errors inside. So this is exactly the, uh, the example that I mentioned that uh, you don't have to produce microscopic images. You can just uh, present your idea like that. And sometimes they have drawings, like this is the physics on, on the right, there's a, it is X-ray uh, or lasers, which almost impossible to capture on as a photograph anyway. So you have to draw this stuff or like neutron star, whatever. So that's also a nice image. Um, and, but like the third one, this is a real actually uh, microscopy image. This is, they have this uh, objectives and the nanoparticles and they can see this levitation in real life. Um, so this is an example of real life image, which uh, let's imagine you submitted your story to nature and then they, you got it accepted. And then the editor will contact you and it will ask you, they will ask you to actually visit the lab and capture this image because they think it's so important that they, they feel this urge to, to put it on the cover, right? So, um, I guess in the end for you, it doesn't matter, is it a real image or, or 3D art like on, on the left? But, you know, this is something to consider anyway, because what you can do always actually, you can also suggest things to them at certain stage. Uh, it's, uh, it's more like after the acceptance uh, of the, your paper, but still. Um, and now the, the, the final one, this is just uh, again, drawing, artistic drawing of the human data story, which is, um it looks okay i mean it's uh, there's a certain people who prefer certain type of images like i uh so nature is not my favorite in in this regard i can show you later so what's my um but if you're going to sell for example so this is completely different because maybe you notice cells they only do or at least lately they only do drawings and the abstract stuff they don't put often uh, microscopy it's on it's all the stories which told by the the professional creators and professional um, painter, whatever, 3D artist. So, which is, I mean, it looks nice, yes. 
a quick question um hi abhilek i'm shruti so um as you were mentioning about the cover uh, this uh, cover letter uh, the front page so i just wanted to know uh, like whatever picture it is does it represent that research papers which are there inside the journal i mean whether it represents the theme of the uh, entire journal and how do we get to know what will be the theme like do we have to approach the journal like just wanted to know exactly no it's 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 a good question um so it depends uh, so sometimes you know some uh, many journals they do special issues so for example uh, this month's issue will be devoted to uh, cancer or, or only to uh, certain bacterium and then of course if you submit your story and you have nice image of this bacterium you have way more chances to get onto the cover because the whole cover month's issue will be about this particular thing but as you know with nature and science and cell they're more broad like i said the general audience journals and they have really hundreds of articles from not only biology like nature and science they do also like physics chemistry mathematics like everything so that's why i would say as a biologist if you're i guess we're all biologists here so there you by definition have lower chances to get on the cover but i wouldn't actually myself worry too much because anyway if you get published in this kind of journals you're happy already i guess so but you know just to let you know uh, in in the general uh, journals for the general audience you have lower chances because simply you know you have a cool image from let's say material uh, science research from some stuff yeah Yes, Cheryl. Yeah, um, Alavek, I'm really enjoying your talk so far. Um, you know, you've you've already contrasted the covers for Nature and Cell. Um, and uh, continuing with Shruti's question, don't you think it takes away a lot if you use just um, these kind of artistic impressions, or do you think it adds value in terms of general people actually wanting mm. to pick up these journals because they're no longer magazines. No one goes to a library anymore. Everything's online. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I agree with you, Charles. So, uh, like I mentioned, also the uh, it's not printed. It's not printed anymore. Mostly, it's uh, online. And uh, but I can show you actually in a click. Uh, well, in a bit here, if you yeah. can see. Um, this is just one example of a cell, and uh, this is artistic representation. What you asked for, would you pick this up if you see this? It's just a building with the cats and with the people. It have, can you guess? what about the story why they put it no i mean i, I wouldn't pick it up because i mean i i see it's, cells it's, it's, and if i want yeah. to read cell i would pick it up but otherwise it, it just yeah, seems like pulp fiction yeah it's lame because it's lame this particular image is lame i don't know why they did that but the story actually it's quite cool it's about mycobacterium tuberculosis what they put as a tag there it's about crispr interference and uh, drug development um and it hits all the notes, you know, it's, it's a very timely because, you know, antimicrobial resistance, uh, it's very cool because the technology they use actually, so it, it, it really nice paper actually, um, but the way how they present it, it doesn't make sense because they just say uh, this analysis of gene vulnerability um, can open up windows of opportunity, that's why they put the windows um, as a New York uh, building city, from New York City. Yeah, it's like Art Nouveau for science. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like this particular, yeah, so sell, I mean, I think they can do better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, and this is what I can show you what my favorite is science. 
it's it's like the most beautiful uh, and uh, really quality images from all kind of they they all have nice real photographs like you can see on the top products and uh, landscapes and the people real real people and also they have uh, 3d nice uh, drawings they have everything but but the quality you know it's, it's like from the uh, discovery channel so even better so i think the science is doing a really good job in terms of the covers and uh, they really highlight um, good stories as well and it's mostly and I think you more often see also the biology related stuff. They, they care about nature. They, there's often like some animals and all, and all stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I think science uh, it's, it's my favorite in terms of covers. And uh, again, you can also see some abstract here. For example, this 12th of March, this I think it's some from chemistry related whatever thingy or physics, magnetars or paleontology, or you have, um, yeah, but mostly it's really nice pictures. So, um, and again, again, I think in this case, they, when they want to take actually photo, I don't think they ask you because you, not everyone can produce this as nice as they want. So they send their photographers and then they just take a picture. And then also usually they also do, you know, interviews with you, uh, short ones, and then they also publish. So I think it's really cool. So, yeah, this is like, ideal scenario to, to publish in science and to have you on, on the cover. Um, okay, so I see, is there, um, okay. Uh, now we can move on to more specific journals. So I pick PLOS pathogens because this is what we um, use to our field, infection biology. And now here you can see the difference already because if you look the covers from the different issue from the mounts different months um it's a microscopy they like microscopy images and they like because here you can see like some bacteria parasites interacting with the host cells so this is very specific stuff which general audience will never get but we will get it you know so and I still, I mean, I like some of them. I mean, not all of them, but some of them, they're really cool. And uh, I mean, why not, right? It just, I guess in the end, like I said, it depends on your topic, what you're actually doing. So what, what's your field of study? What's your subject? And then you can tweak it a little bit and um, decide, it, like, do I have microscopy imagery or do I, do I have like, or should I take some maybe microscopy, microscopy images and um, then submit? So, uh, yeah, um, now um, to move on with plus pathogens, uh, they even have the striking image concept. So this is makes life easier. You know, some journals, they, sorry, they ask you to provide an image which you think captures the spirit and maybe also the, uh, the, the whole concept of your story. And then they will consider this image for, uh, for a cover. And this is what uh, plus pathogens do. Also, I think plus in general uh, journals they do that. So, and they even say you see there's a striking and eye-catching way. So you need to think about that. It's like I mentioned before, it should be strong phenotype ideally. Um, and they also have some technical uh, requirements. And then you simply click when you submit your paper uh, manuscript. You have this additional box. You just click uh, strike an image and then upload it and then send it together. 
so this is very easy. What not every journal is doing that actually, but uh, many nowadays do that. Um, so I can image stuff. Uh, okay, so now I can move on to actually to, to my to our story, which we got to cover in this magazine actually in, in the post pathogens. Um, and so we had this story about std fimbria and fucose interaction and the std fimbria is this uh, if you maybe know it's uh, the bacterium or the salmonella expresses this fimbria which is a um, uh, proteins uh, type of uh, appendices on the cell surface which can bind to the surfaces and then uh, assist the adhesion of the bacterium and then invasion so we in this story looked into the interaction of the fucose which is the simple sugar of the host site and the fimbria on the bacterial side and we uh, discovered that it promotes uh, inflammation in vivo and also colonization of the mouse and we had many many microscopy images from this story and this is just one example uh, where we express this fimbria in in e coli now and we used the organoid derived monolayer here which express in green fucose and the red is bacteria and then we see more colocalization uh, of the, uh, the fucose uh, sorry cda fibria expressing bacteria with the fucose compared to the control which does not express the uh, this fimbria in the first place um, and this is just a quantification of the b so this was nice and one would say uh, you know, we, we are when we are submitting the story, we thought, should we just propose this image as a, as a striking image or what we should do, basically, which uh, figure we should pick. Um, and I remember we I discussed it with my mentor and actually we went and uh, I went and specifically took image this one. So it's uh, specifically for cover or with intention to possible to get on the cover. Uh, is the same phenotype, but it's just more clear here because we don't have other backgrounds, and it's just that you see the green fucose and the red bacteria, which tend to aggregate on with this and colocalize. So we sent exactly this image to to the plus pathogens as a striking concept, and they accepted that, and then we got cover um, July two thousand nineteen, um, and yeah, so it's. This is, I mean, how it works for us. I mean, I think it's also individual cases for individual projects and stuff, but it's relatively straightforward, actually. You just need to know what exactly your phenotype and you need to highlight it as much as possible. And you need to acquire also high resolution image if we talk about microscopy, because this we, we went to confocal microscope for that. Uh, and yeah, you just need to then try your luck. So. Uh, now, very quickly to example, show another example. So this is our another story, which we didn't make it to the cover, unfortunately, for this journal, Medical Microbiology. But I just want to show you that you can, if you don't have microscopy, you can generate this 3D, which we created with my uh, a friend of mine. He's a 3D artist. So we created together this uh, image for our review. This is a review paper. And uh, it's also there. So you know, um, I think it's quite nice. So uh, it is in my opinion. All right. So yeah, and here you just see some mucus and bacterium and some pathogens and microbiota and stuff like that. Um, so to sum up already, um, first you need to trust your data and be creative and uh, be proactive, meaning that 
even if the journals doesn't have this striking image uh, already at the uploading uh, submission stage, you just write uh, to the editor or the, and then say, hey, I have this nice image, you know, maybe you can consider that. Um, yeah, I think with that, I can stop the sharing. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Alibek. Um, uh, and also, like a big thank you for being so super honest and, of course, giving us hope that even without a godfather, rich big lab, um, other political assets, you can still publish and you can go on the cover. Um, it was it was a really, really good insight because um, there were several softwares that you mentioned, several avenues uh, for publishing um, a cover page article for getting your Im your images that good. And I think it's it's really all about that image, right? And, uh, picture speaks a thousand words. So um, the floor is now open for questions. Please raise your hand or drop them in the chat box if you don't have good internet connection. Nikhil will announce the lucky first questioner. And please introduce yourself uh, to our guest before you begin drilling him. Uh, I also wanted to ask from the last slide, you mentioned trust your data. I have a question on that. Now, mm -hmm. if you read a lot of journals and the data you get is completely opposite. So how uh, how you get the confidence to present that data, which doesn't support the research papers mm. that you have read? Yeah, it's a good question. Yes, you you are talking about um, also also often in your field in many fields also uh, you read some publications, previous publications, and there's some contradictory piece of evidences, and especially it hits when you do the same research on the same topic. And then what you want to publish, it's not really in the line you mean with the previous observations. That's okay. Um, yeah, it's a bit hard then. Um, so it's basically you're going against the current and you're kind of, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, you 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 should trust it not, well, because you, you produced it. It's You should trust it also because, um, uh, statistical reasons of uh, objective reasons uh, like not 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 it's not a, you know it's not like you know we're talking about the trust but the trust it's actually you can trust some others data or not trust but your data you have to trust it or otherwise there's no point to do science and by saying trust i mean you need to validate it um, several times, of course, and you need to see that it's really significant uh, if it's if, if you know if we talk about significance, and then you even if it's against every other publication, you still you you publish it, and if it get published, then it's also might might get the cover, and then it's you know even it's a new piece of evidence which shows something new angle. Uh, yeah, it, like there there are some dogmas, of course, but you know. Last year, actually, I don't know if you saw, we saw some uh, dogmas which being destroyed, like, uh, you know, the RNA is being glycosylated, apparently, and the LPS being ubiquitinated, this kind of stuff. So it, it can happen. So like, you know, just trust your data. And then we have... I think Vihang uh, can ask his question and then I'll, I'll do the next one. Okay. Vihang, please unmute yourself and ask. Okay, hi. Uh, I hope I'm audible. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Uh, hi. It was a very nice talk. I enjoyed your uh, presentation. You. I just wanted to ask you one thing: that uh, how important is it to uh, is it to have been featured on the front page of a journal? Like, does it really increase the visibility of your research to you to the to the audience of the journal? Like, because as we were discussing in the beginning, that the print media is 
kind of dying you know like everything is coming on online platforms yes. and like what what drives more visibility on online platforms is the mm. uh, search engine optimization and you know like how yeah. uh, how your hit is getting ranked uh, higher you know in search results or something like this so, yeah. so is that feature going to help you in having that kind of an impact or a visibility yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, uh, certainly. So to, so to be on the cover helps if you're on the cover because, but nowadays we are not talking about be on the, in, in the beginning of the journal or the end, doesn't matter. It's all online. It has the, 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 the DOI number and stuff on the web, web uh, num, uh, page and uh, site num, uh, and stuff, address. So it's more about uh, tweeting and sharing and uh, spreading. So, but this helps, you know, sometimes uh, actually, all the time, journals themselves, they highlight certain research in social media. So you can right. see, yeah, you can see like if you follow, I, I'm sure you follow some journals and they they physically can highlight all of the 100 articles from every issue. So they pick the best one and often the best one is the ones which makes also on the cover at the same time. But uh, they, this is the, so basically it's up to the journal to highlight. But even if they don't do this, you can do it yourself. You can just promote your research on, on Twitter yourself. Nobody, you know, it's, it's up to you. And this definitely, yeah, this is increases. We, we, I saw this myself. It increases uh, visibility and then also citation. Because for us, you know, we, we want citations. We don't just want some readings. So, um, uh, like, totally, I, I recommend to put on Twitter everywhere because people see it on Twitter and then they read it and then maybe hopefully cite it. So it's, it's all about that. And uh, you know what people do actually, or you don't just share the link. You can also share some images yourself and also you do like a thread and then you explain your, your story really detailed. And then this helps because you, you don't need to rely on a journal or some editor who is, you don't know them and stuff. Like it's easier when you, you know people, but you know, uh, it's uh, not every, we are not that privileged to, to live in Princeton. Uh, uh, in Harvard and uh, seeing next door those guys all the day, all the time. So it's 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 up to you. You just need to forward it. Okay, <laughs> that's a great mm -hmm. insight. Thanks a lot. Yeah, um, Alibek. So my question to you is: You already talked a little bit about preprints. You talked about mm -hmm. these um, archives where you can put your data before yes. it's peer review to claim ownership. What other forms of uh, science communication do you think are becoming critical now? Um, I, I know that there's a, a video paper journal where you yes. make a video of, uh, and so like what other forms about, like I'm not talking about social media, but what else can you do really to get science out there? Because you know, you're, you're not going to get published. Not everyone gets published in nature. And you sub it's true that you, you submit stories to nature and then they give it to um, a reviewer who's also working on the same thing. They don't want you to get published and you know you kind of get sidelined. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a, it's, a good, it's a good question also from your side. Um, it's true about publishing. I mean, you know, it's a big topic publishing on itself, regardless of cover page, not cover page. It's like uh, we cannot affect and we can't influence those guys in, 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 in the power and... Um, but what you can do, yeah, preprints is one thing, but another thing, um, 
like the video, it's only few journals do video, not, not, it's not like a standard or something, it's only experimental still. This Java journal, which is actually, I like it. Uh, and I myself use a couple of times some protocols which they publish as a video, so it's, it's really helpful. So, um, but for, to promote your, your story, your science, you, you can use podcasts. So the po podcast, this is, this is what's growing also nowadays. And you just, uh, you know, and this is aimed specifically for certain fields like immunologist or virologist. And then there's a really high chance they will cite you actually. But you need to also get to know those people and reach them who is organizing these podcasts. Uh, and uh, with the Twitter, um, it is a social media, but nowadays it, it's more like a networking platform for us, for, for scientists actually. So you can directly message uh, some scientists there, you know, and you can, um, yeah, but I mean, of course in that it's, it's how many followers you have, it depends on that. So if you have like 10 followers, it doesn't make a big difference. So like, uh, and you know, some guys, I'm sure you, that, who has like a thousands and they, just posting memes and stuff and occasionally they post uh, maybe the paper so it's yeah. i mean it's a bit hard and i i mean i'm sure you can even do tiktoks nowadays if you want and promote your science it just uh, i don't know it, it depends it depends but with the podcast i think it's it's a, it's a, it's a high chance like a really good chance to to get cited and also um just being visible, like the conference, still conferences, you know, like it's it's uh, professional meetings, and they 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 still help. Otherwise, I think you know what's the real problem nowadays. It's we are a little bit overwhelmed. There is uh, so many articles on so many tar uh, fields and on so many topics that it's a little bit um, also hard that your piece of research, which is can be super good, it's just been lost there. You just put it there and then it's, it's uh, you know, you, you let's say you, you go to the Google Scholar and you type um, cancer, uh, like, I know, IL-10, whatever. And then there's a uh, hundred thousand of articles and out of them, 1000 from the last year. And out of them, maybe 100 from high ranking impact journals, which get incited usually only because of the journal, not because of the good yeah. study or not, you know? So uh, yeah, like I think, uh, yeah, like um, I know, like, because I, I, I can tell you, like I have my own story, uh, which we published in Frontiers, which is not super high journal. It's like a low tier journal, but it's still good one journal, I think. and. I think it's a nice story and it's, we did quite a bit of work, but it's not being cited because people just didn't notice that. And they did notice that because uh, of this, what you asked, there is a, they maybe a little bit lack of um, attention or lack of promotion at the same time. So. Uh, sorry, Shruti. I would like to add to what Alibek said, and this is what we have also seen is for us, this is to response to Charu's question. Some of the journals themselves uh, ask the authors like uh, to make 30 seconds to one minute video of one image and record what are the key findings to layman. Uh, and these are promoted on Twitter and YouTube. Like some of my friends had done that. So that is okay. one way the journals themselves are promoting what Alibek mentioned at the last, like 
if your article is in one of the most common uh, search terms it's going to get lost mm-hmm. and the journals don't want that yeah yes yeah. exactly yeah. yeah yeah thanks thanks both of you yeah shruti please so uh, i just wanted to know your opinion about selecting a particular journal so whether i should go for a general uh, the journal that caters for general public like nature or cell or some specialized journal which focuses on my area of research so which one should i go for yeah it's it's a hard question it's um it's always a choice and it's i would say the pens i mean it's like okay so usually what we we do um we consider both um specialized and and the general audience uh journals but what's more important they should be of equal level because otherwise you know there are some really good specialized journal but they're super low level and nobody will notice this even the, in the the in the field actually somehow and this is another problem which i think i don't know nowadays it's it's we have 1 million journals all kind of type of journals so many some predator journals but also good ones but still they are super super tiny field ones so it's hard to keep up and it's uh, you know everyone knows like i know mbio or plus biology or um, like i know scientific reports whatever but there are some good ones also which buried because they are cryptic ones so and usually those ones also have a low impact factor uh, at the same time so i would say if you go for the um the one which is for your field you still should go the more general one you know like with the actually with the post pathogen it's it's rather kind of not super high impact factor but it's still known in our field of infection biology that's why we chose it so it's um yeah otherwise you know it, it would be like mbio or something so yeah i mean it depends i mean i i it also depends on your story how how and how you write it actually because you know you you write a text you write a manuscript and then in this manuscript you can be as broad as possible or as, as specific as possible it's up to you so it's it, it starts with the title actually so the title that you put and then the abstract that you put this is all uh, also can you know uh, define the journal but yeah um i don't have like you know like there is no simple solution to that you you always need to think yeah yeah so um i'm going to interrupt you because we only have the hour and um i think we should get to know you a little bit more alibex so shruti has an exciting rapid fire round you don't get to think about the answer you just just say the first thing that comes in your mind and for everybody else who didn't get to ask questions i'm putting alibex uh, linkedin profile in the chat box so just go ahead and send him your queries bombard his inbox okay let's play the rapid fire round so it was a great session let's get to know about you a lot more okay so describe yourself in three words um fast hard working sleepless <laughs> the favorite your favorite place to do research in europe germany uh what is the one thing that not many researchers are paying attention to um the um, 
I would say it's a cleanliness, the, the how clean your lab is actually. Uh, one scientific contribution that you're proud of? Uh, <laughs> only one, okay. Um, uh, I would say um, role of proteoglycan in the endolysosomal fusion in the salmonella infection. Okay. So in your career, you have transitioned to different uh, domains. First, you were in food microbiology, then you studied medical, then evolutional biology. So which one did you enjoy the most? Infection biology, that's for sure. If a movie is based out of you, what will be the theme of it? Theme? Uh, like a theme song or just the overall theme? Theme of the movie. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, don't give up. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, many people would like to switch their job when they're at the peak of their career. And some people would like to be stable, be at that job, whatever they are doing. So what would mm. be your preference? Uh, I would switch. Absolutely. In your peak so, of the career? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so what would you like to do when you're not working in your free time? Um, to watch movies. Okay. And the last question, what would be your vision for the next 10 years? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm still, I still will do science and either as a PI or in the industry. That's for sure. Wow, it was great talking to you. Very nice session. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting. Thank you, Alibek. I think you certainly helped those of us in academia and those who long for their name in print. Um, please send in your burning questions to Alibek personally. His information is in the chat box. <laughs>